Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Smith. And I am Dan Davidson. And we are here with a special and sadly unfortunate episode of Trek Geeks. Uh, our first episode of the year, unfortunately, is a memorial episode. And, uh, and Dan, um, we are, of course, speaking about the, the untimely passing of one of our favorite people in the Star Trek universe, René Aubergenois. Um, we've been away for a while because we were on a break. Uh, we had a planned hiatus. Uh, during the month of December uh, for the holidays, spend time with our families, sort of recharge. And um, that's kind of why we haven't been in front of a microphone. Right. Um, I texted you the news, and unfortunately, you were in... Well, I'll let you carry the story from there. Yeah, uh, and, and thanks, everybody, for um, uh, for dealing with our hiatus. And um, we're excited to be back for uh, hopefully a great 2020. But But like Bill said, it's starting off on a rather somber moment. Uh, and a somber note. I was actually in Disney with my wife and my sister and brother-in-law um, when Renee uh, unfortunately passed away, or the news of Renee's passing uh, was made public. Um, it's one of those moments that you just you just don't forget, uh, or will not forget. Uh, very clearly remember, uh, I was at Hollywood Studios. Uh, Sue and I had been trying to find a certain um, item all week and we were using the Disney app and the Disney app said, Oh, it's this place. And it wasn't there. And it said, Oh, it's at this place. And it wasn't there. And the last place we were going to try is one of the main stores uh, on the main boulevard of Hollywood studios. So we had gone through the park and we had done some stuff for the day and we were leaving and we stopped in the park and I was actually talking to an employee at that store to see if they had this particular item. And I was showing her on the app with my phone. I had my phone up in my hand and I was showing her on the app that it said, see, it's, it says it's here right in the store. And as I was showing her that picture on my phone, I had a pop-up screen of Bill texting me all in capital letters that Renee had passed away. And I completely lost my entire train of thought. I had to apologize to the girl that I had to step away for a second because I started tearing up. And I had to walk away because I was in complete and utter disbelief. I feel so terrible about no. that. No, no. Um, because I had, of course, had no idea where you were or what you were doing. I knew you were somewhere near Disney, but um, I knew that that was the kind of thing you would want to know initially. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can tell you that when I heard the news, I immediately started to tear up. Um, I, it, for those of you who may never have had the, the great good fortune to meet or to have met Rene Aubergenois, um, he probably was one of the most charming, delightful and engaging people at Star Trek conventions. Um, and I don't think that's on, I don't think that's overselling it. I mean, you think of people who would stand there and talk to you all day long and out of kindness and out of a genuine curiosity about who you were as an individual. And that sums Renee up perfectly. I think, Dan, I, uh, I never got the chance, man. Uh, and, and I'm getting really emotional thinking about it cause I did the same thing with Aaron, uh, I I have that wonderful poster that you got me a few years ago uh, of a nice watercolor of Deep Space Nine and and I've been getting um, cast members to sign it over the last couple of years and and this past year at STLV uh, I was I was on my way walking up to Aaron's table and he was on the phone I didn't want to bother him so I walked away and I, and I didn't get to have it and I've always thought I'll be able to get Aaron's and uh, Renee's anytime so I I didn't really make it a priority this year and. God damn it, people! Make it a priority, please. When when you're when you're talking about these people that we love so much, and 
take that extra few seconds to tell them how much you appreciate them. And I don't mean just, just stars of Star Trek. I mean in, in everyday life because you never know when something like this is going to happen. And it's always something I'm going to regret, never being able to thank him for being my one of my all-time favorite characters in the Star Trek universe and, and to thank him for all of the things that he did for me. And, and, and when I was going through my tough times, you know, everybody knows about O'Brien and, and stuff with me, but Oda was it for me on DS9, so... That's something that's gonna that's gonna stick with me for a real long time. You know, it's that's really hard. You know, initially when we first talked about potentially doing an episode about this, I had asked if you wanted to sort of reconvene while you were on vacation. I was willing to pipe you in on the phone and record it. And at that point, you just you physically, mentally could not talk about it. And I think I was pretty much in the same boat. But I, I think that you were there probably even more so. And I'm suspecting now that it's probably tied to a lot of those, um, a lot of those emotions that you were talking about just just a second ago. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and when I was at that store in Disney, um, I apologized to the girl and I said, "I'm sorry. I just got some news that a, a, a star um, that I followed for a long time has passed away, and it kind of shocked me." I left the store with Sue and I had to go sit down on a bench for a few minutes. I couldn't. I just kind of. I had to stop. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe what what you had just sent me for a message. Um, and, and I found myself later that night thinking about Leonard also, um, you know, we both know exactly where we were when we heard about Leonard. And this is, this is, this is, I don't want to, I don't want to trivialize anything, but this is Leonard esque in the world of Star Trek for me. And it's, it's, it's really one that, that has hit home and affected me, in a great way because of the importance that deep space nine has had in my life. Well, this one hurts, you know, because Renee really is the first series regular in the next generation era of, of sequels, which is what we'll refer to those shows as to pass away. I mean, Aaron was, Aaron was a semi-regular. He was in a bunch of episodes, but he wasn't, you know, in the opening credits and on the, in the, in the show every week. But Renee was, Renee was, and Renee was already an established actor when he came on to Deep Space Nine. You figure the guy had been in the original version of the movie MASH, which uh, inspired the television series. He was in uh, Benson, yeah. you know, as Clayton Endicott III, the uh, the lawyer to the governor. Um, he'd done character work for years. So some memorable roles on Broadway in both Big River and City of Angels. Of course, the the French chef in, in The Little Mermaid. And I go around singing that song all the time. You know, uh, the, the first I cut off your head, it don't hurt because you're dead. Um, <laughs> he was, uh, Renee was an actor's actor, in my opinion. In fact, he was probably one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, right up there with Leonard, uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a quality to Renee that made him seem like an everyman, no matter what he was doing, even as Odo. Um, I think that was probably in the way he approached his roles. It probably was also about his generosity of, of character and of spirit and time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that I think that that's why this one affects us so much. I know it's why it affects me so much. Um, he, I name another Star Trek actor who you know pretty much donated his money for signing drawings that he'd do at a table right. to a charity like Doctors Without Borders. Buckets, yeah. I mean, 
uh, really no one else is doing that. Some people may have done some other charity stuff for signings now since Renee started doing that, but not to the level that Renee was. And they were great drawings too. <laughs> they really were. Super. And they were simple and they, they captive, you know, they captured the spirit of what he was trying to do really easily. Plus, I mean, he took and posted photos of fans with their bucket drawings. Yeah. Um, one of the, um, before you ever started going to Star Trek Las Vegas uh, for Deep Space Nine 20, when I was out there, I got my photo taken with the cast or the cast members that were there. Um, both, uh, uh, Sid and Colm had to leave the day before that photo shoot. So they were the two who were not in the photo, but I got pretty much everybody else. Mm -hmm. And the first person to welcome me over was Renee. And he was on the far end of the group, you know, in the back, you know, uh, Renee, I, I, I cannot say enough wonderful things about the man because I, I truly did. I loved him. I really did. And this one, this one broke my heart, man. I loved watching the documentary, which he told some stories about while he was in that makeup, that godforsaken makeup, and the one that he peeled off. And I believe it's still in Rick Berman's house. Is that where it, where it is? It's encased in in uh, plexiglass or something, and it's kind of creepy looking. But God, what I wouldn't want to want do to have that thing in my house. Um, <laughs> such a professional, such a great guy. I mean, he was doing stuff. As far as I know, right up until when he got very sick, uh, Madam Secretary, he was on recently. Yep. And I got to say, what makes me even even weep more about about this is is you know we're not we, we shouldn't know about things like this. These stars have their own lives and they have their private lives. But obviously, this has been something that he had been dealing with for a while because Dear Nana wrote an article. Um, about him after his passing and talked about the last time that he saw that she saw him um, and that he had been suffering for a while with this uh, was it metastasized lung cancer I mm-hmm. think is what it was yeah and it just made me even more uh, um, hit by by it knowing that um, he had this for a while and and suffered and it it just it just hurts a lot um, it's something that the that we as fans um, mourn and and deal with the loss, but to read what Nana wrote was just on another level of of oh my god because these people were family for so many years and continued to be after DS Nine uh, wrapped up and and my heart goes out to each and every one of them. Of course, not not to say his family and everything like that too, but it's just this sucks. This you know 2019 sucked. I, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm going to say it bluntly. We lost a lot of great people uh, uh, tied to Star Trek um, during the year, and, and this one certainly was was one of the biggest punches to the face. I have to say that the the Nana piece broke my heart, but what broke my heart just as as much um, was about 260 characters from Annie Wershing. Uh, Annie was um, on 24. She played Renee Walker. She was in Bosch. Um, she played Brasher on Officer Brasher on Bosch, and her her tweet, which I'm reading right now, uh, my first ever t- TV job was an episode of Star Trek Enterprise where Rene Aubergenois played my father. I had come from theater and had never stepped foot on a soundstage before. He could not have been more warm and welcoming, and I learned so much from watching him. And there's broken heart emojis throughout it. Uh, it was her first TV gig, wow. and she landed the great good fortune of working with 
Rene Obershinois, who, by the way, is fantastic in that episode, even though it's a ripoff of Deep Space Nine shadow play. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it wasn't it great to see him on 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 Star Trek besides Odo? Yes, it really, it really was. It was good to see him without all the uh, you know the the prosthetics yeah. from hell, as yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it's reactions like that from other actors that tell you that you know Rene was Rene was special. You know, there are plenty of people out there who act in TV shows who I'm sure have been doing this a long time who probably didn't give a, a tenth of a care or an ounce of, of wherewithal to new actors coming on a soundstage for the first time. And a moment like that took somebody who now has been in a bunch of stuff and a bunch of very popular things. And it's the kind of thing that stuck with her her entire career. And I think that's, it's qualities like that about Renee that have stuck with me as a fan and as a watcher of Star Trek. All right. Let's um, let's share with folks, dude. And I haven't told you about this ahead of time, but I want I want to do this. Let's share with uh, with our listeners the story that you love to to joke with me about about Renee in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so back when we started Trek Geeks, there was a list of people we wanted to talk to, and Renee was very close to the top of the list. You know, there was Andy Robinson, check. Renee Aubergenois, check. Nana Visitor, check. Yeah, we got two out of those three. I figured we were doing really good. But I always said, Dan, let, let's just keep trying. So we did, and Dan would intermittently try, and he would uh, make contact with Renee's minions, as they were often called. Uh, very, very delightful people um, who were super nice to us in every way possible. And Dan would invariably try every now and then. And we got the word one day that Renee was retiring from doing podcast interviews. <laughs> And for the moment that happened, I turned it into Dan forced Renee into retirement. <laughs> and that's what I've said for going on three years now. <clears throat> Close to four. You're such a jerk. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's become like the running gag. And, and it really is funny. They were they were the sweetest people. Um, I, you know, we'd go six months at a time without talking. And, and just uh, that last time, she, um, she broke the news to me. And I was just, I was devastated. <laughs> talk to Odo. I mean, I had a whole intro written and everything like that over like for like a year. Oh, we could... still have the document. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yep. but uh, that's okay. So, yeah. So, so Bill likes to blame me for forcing Renee into retirement. <laughs> Thanks, jerk. <laughs> well, and and come to find out, he probably retired because he was sick. Yeah, and uh, we obviously nobody knew that at the time because um, it wasn't our business, and nor right. should it have been. Exactly. And I, I, I feel fortunate that I lived during a time where I got to enjoy the performances of Rene Aubergenois because he truly was a fantastic actor. I mean, Nana Visitor has always said that he was her favorite actor and I am right there with her. I, he's definitely one of mine for sure. Do you, um, do you have any favorite Odo episodes? Any ones in particular? All too many to mention. Um, well, here's the thing, even in episodes that don't feature Odo, not, you know, stories that are not Odo centric. Odo has something that's just gold and it's usually with quark, but it's not always right. There's always a reaction, even if it's just a <laughs> or something like that. Um, there is always something that is just so fantastic for the moment that truly I, Odo is my favorite deep space nine character, hands down, always yeah. has been, always will be. 
And it's not because of his quest to find out who he is. It's because of the actor that portrayed him. Absolutely. While you were talking about that, about just little quick little things with him, we just talked about it very recently when we did our deep dive into The Wire. Yeah. And he wanted to question Garrick, and, and Bashir said, no, I, I, nobody overrules my orders as his doctor. You're not going in to talk to him. And Odo didn't like it, but he respected the doctor for doing it and just gave his little, huh, and, and off he went. Perfect example of what the character of Odo was. And Renee, it's it's so funny. When I when I do that impersonation, which I love to do, it, Renee didn't sound like that. It's so weird to, to listen to Renee talking when he's not Odo because he doesn't have that gravel in his voice. And and it's really it's it's another thing that's so great about about his ability as an actor is to portray that character in a way that's not him. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. He's able to convey so much behind that massive prosthetic with a grunt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that there are probably actors today who could do it, but I think that nobody could do it nearly as well. I think that that's just, that's the expertise and the training and the ease of somebody who is such a master at his craft. You know, I mentioned it um, when I've told you before about the Deep Space Nine 20 panel that occurred at STLV. I, I made the comment at one point that it was like watching a master class on acting. Because these people were all talking about yeah. being actors, and they're all such high caliber actors. I mean, Avery Brooks was there, Jeff Combs was there, um, <laughs> Renee was there, Nana, the whole nine. And it, Renee truly was a master at his craft. Yeah, that's really great. I'm I'm thinking about episodes uh, as you're as you're telling your stories, and I got to say, one of my coworkers is in a Deep Space Nine watch for the first time. Yes, right yes. So, Jason is is talking about it, and today we talked, and he and and I said, so where are you at, and 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 what do you think? And he brought up that he just finished Broken Link, oh. which is one of my favorite Odo episodes. It's so powerful, so good, and it's such a great cliffhanger, and it's a great cliffhanger because of what happens to him, plus what he says to end the episode in regards to Galron. So a, a perfect example of 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 a great Odo episode. Um, I also think of the Begotten, um, another yeah. another really really great Odo episode. But I think you and I both agree that perhaps one of the best, if not the best, Odo episodes. And you said it before, Cork and Odo was what made you know made th- those two were just brilliant on screen together. Is the Ascent that is that for me is the pinnacle of the uh, Odo character and the Odo relationship with Quark and and another brilliant. Uh, brilliantly done, brilliantly done job by uh, both Renee and Armin. You know, I, there's not there's not a bad performance in Deep Space Nine by Renee Obergefell, and that's not us just being fanboys. Right. That is thinking about it objectively and critically. There is not a bad performance the entire seven seasons. Um, I shudder to think of anything that he's terrible in. In fact, one of my favorite roles of his is actually the. Uh, the um, the priest in the Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yes, which I've only just recently seen, like a month ago. Oh, really? Yes, <laughs> he is so good in that role. Mm-hmm. And you know, you figure you got Jason Isaacs Jason in there. Isaac. Yeah. Um, you know, sp- I, the movie's almost twenty years old. People, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it for you. When I mean, you stop to think that Captain Lorca kills Odo. <laughs> it's a game changer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I um, 
just and it didn't have to necessarily be the the way that he talked, but think of the way he looked when he was Curzon. Just the way that he was, and 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 actually, yeah. I'll, I'll preface that by saying, remember how. I'm sorry to say it, how goofy his makeup looked in the first episode. Because to me, it did. It, it did. Looked, it looked novice. And it and it progressed and got better over the years. And they attributed that to he was getting better at shape-shifting. So I liked how they had an answer to it. It was kind of like Data's aging program, which people tend to forget all the time. But um, I thought it was really great. But some of the ways, I mean, the way that he looked when he had spots and he was Curzon and he had that gruff but also that flirtatiousness, there's not, there's not enough things that you can say – uh, good about Renee, but I do want to bring up one final point with you, man. And I have said many times on the show that I have been critical over the years of the relationship with Odo and Kira in the show and how it was portrayed and whether the show suffered for it um, and whether Renee or Nanai even wanted to do it. And this may seem cheap and callous or, or whatever, but I mean it. 100%. I have completely changed. I have a change of heart over that relationship. And it's because of Renee's passing. Relationships matter. Take, Don't take for granted what you have. Enjoy it and live life to the fullest because you never know when something like this is going to happen and it's going to completely change your outlook on things and it's going to change your life. So I have a new found um appreciation for the kira and odo relationship and when the next time i go and watch um those seasons of ds9 where that relationship is is there i'm gonna smile and i'm gonna be thankful that um we got to watch renee at his craft and at his best you know hands down well um unfortunately i've used this phrase all too often in the five years that we've been doing trek geeks and i use it one more time sadly he was ours for a time, and now he belongs to the ages. Rene Aubergenois, gone but never forgotten. Special thanks to Mike Rittenhouse for his uh, wonderful performance of the Deep Space Nine theme on acoustic guitar. We'll be back next week with a regularly scheduled episode. And until then, everybody, live long and prosper.